Hey everybody, Scotty here. The episode that you are about to listen to was recorded before the coronavirus situation really took off, so I wanted to add something at the front of this episode to acknowledge the situation that we find ourselves in at the time that this goes into the feed. Depending on where you are in the world, you are impacted by this in different ways, whether it is restrictions on what you can do, from to quarantine to total lockdown, loss of income, loss of contact with the people that you care about. It's a really scary and uncertain time, but you are not alone. There's not a lot that we can do about your immediate situation as an Action Figure podcast, but we do have a fantastic community on Facebook at the Action Figure Blues Collector Community Group. And if you are not already participating there, please come and find us and join in. We are having fun. We're checking in on each other, making sure that everybody is okay. It's just another way to stay connected at this time. So we would love to see you there. And we hope that you are well and you stay well. And with that, let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 366. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Apple Music, and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Mezco 112 Collective Classic Daredevil, the Mezco 112 Collective Modern Cable, and the Warriors of the Animal Kingdom, Series 1. Greetings, Mr. Scotty. Dynamic duo once again. Haha, here we are with added support from John a little bit later on. That's right. He's here in spirit and <laughs> stuff. And, 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 and stuff. Yes. That's right. That's we won't right. let time zones conquer us. No way. No, I was actually kind of keen if one of our uh, American brethren could be with us. I'm curious as to whether they are also stockpiling toilet tissue. Oh, my goodness. It's so embarrassing. People, <laughs> I, I hope this isn't happening in your country, but we are in the grips of coronavirus toilet paper panic. And so <laughs> wow, here in Australia. I've that three times quickly. Yes. And so <laughs> what that means is that Whoa, the person who actually runs out of toilet paper at the moment mm. because they're not going mm. literally not going to be able to find any. We're just God. panic, panic buying paper products, basically. I, I thought it was a bit realistic that people were bulk buying hand sanitizer, and I, I like to think that maybe they're shipping it back to China where it's in extremely short supply or something, and they're yeah. not just putting it on eBay for some ridiculous price but but in terms of the actual supermarket items that i would rank from number one through to number 10 as being a priority i i would honestly think that a bottled water um canned i don't know spaghetti you can barely buy buy pasta you know well yeah yeah so i I wouldn't I would have pictured toilet paper being so high on the list, but it's all that anyone's talking about. And you actually have people doing the, everybody's buying it up. Should, should, should we maybe just, I just, should we just get like some extra, like just in case and then perpetuating, you know, the problem that, yeah. So we were discussing this at work today because it's so strange, but I do understand, you know, there are things, you know, say milk or something that if suddenly, People were reporting, oh, stores are running out of milk. It would be really hard to, I think, resist going and just making sure that you had some. But then (laughs) people leaving 
shops with like three trolleys full of toilet, literally full of toilet paper. Yeah, strange times, man. Strange times. <laughs> Any uh, anything new that you can talk about acquisition wise, other than what we're talking about on this episode, of course. So I, I've had a bit of a stockpiling happening because I haven't had time. Or actually, <laughs> I with kind of just typical house reorganizing things, I've temporarily lost my photographing space. And, oh, yeah. and one of my every weekend jobs that doesn't get done is resetting it up um, in the new location that it need, has been assigned by our domestic coordinator. Um, <laughs> and so I keep, I'm holding off opening things because when I open them, I want to actually photograph them. Yeah. So, but we have a long weekend uh, coming up in Victoria this coming weekend. We've got the Monday is our Labor Day public holiday. So cool. after long walks on the beach with my beloved and my <laughs> puppies, then that's my other goal. I've got, I've gone a little bit all in. How can you go a little bit all in? I've gone, <laughs> I've gone all in on the DC collectibles now. DC direct artists alley um, ah, PVC okay. yep, pieces. Yep. Yeah, like some of them, I've had right from the beginning. Like the the Chrissy Minga Superman, Wonder Woman, etc., which are kind of more just cartoony representations of the characters as we know them. And originally, some of the other series that are really much more out there. I was kind of like, oh, blah, who would want that? But as I've actually got my head into them, they're really amazing. And the, mm. you know, the, the, so I'll have to work out how to kind of discuss them without having to do them all in detail, you know, some kind of overview of the, the line as it was to kind of catch up. Cause they really are worth talking about. There's some amazing sculpting happening and yep, yep. yeah, it's really, really cool. Really cool. What about you? I'm in a bit of a dilemma at the moment in that my favorite e-tailer of choice is basically wrapping things up. And he has cited difficulties with uh, distributors and uh, the way he feels he's being treated by them, which then, of course, affects his ability to get product to his faithful customers, his loyal customers. And so, yeah, he's going to sort of, I guess, fulfill the remaining pre-orders that he has and and then call it quits. So I'm in that really weird quandary of, um, hey, New York Toy Fair was, you know, last week and there was all this really cool stuff and people are putting up pre-orders and I don't really know where to get my stuff from. I kind of got it all from one guy before and now it's like, well, you know, there's there's that place and then, oh, and then people talk about, oh, I just want to give someone my money and can they just, like, give me stuff? <laughs> like, it's too hard. I need, like, a personal shopper. Like, just oh, that's so, a good idea. Out, yeah, sorts out the best deal for me and, and then just uses my credit card and something and, you know, I get a surprise every three months when I audit and find out they've been, you know, stealing from me or something. But, yeah, it's, it's just, it's it shouldn't be this hard to collect like dollies like really it's you would um, think you would think eh, that's very bizarre i mean i think that the the market it is very hard and we've seen now a number of small e-tailers in australia rise and then either give up or um combust um and the so i you know i think actually 
saying this is too tricky, I'm going to finish and do the right thing. Finishing is definitely you know a lot preferable to what we've seen happen sometimes, which is just disappearing with people's money. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I agree, and I think that there's the added thing that you know, on one level we actually have more access at retail to quite a few things in Australia than we did a few years ago, but not yeah. not to the degree where you could count on it for something that you really wanted to make sure that you were going to get. Um, yeah. 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 Th- so uh, I, I agree completely. You know, the, um, I'm in the same boat with uh, – I'm very fortunate actually with most of the statue stuff that mm. I am collecting that uh, I can get that – locally and know that that it's going to be uh uh available but you know there's a couple of exclusive things at the moment uh, that twitter had are doing that i really wouldn't mind um having but then it's just the international shipping you know is yeah oh it's yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I have been promising to do uh, a discussion topic for for a while now about how our collecting habits have changed, and I think you know, we we really need to sit down and 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 do that one because wow, things are really different to where they used to be. To the point where uh, you know quarter scale statues were my obsession. Um, to the point where I I see these statues being solicited and I go, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, but then I don't even bother to pre-order it. Uh, like the, the new huh. Robin from Sideshow, I think was just absolutely fantastic. I, I couldn't wait to send you a message when I saw that, that first kind of promotional shot, but I, I won't order from Sideshow anymore because the, the prices are just exorbitant. And I, you know, like you, I have the opportunity to get it from a couple of sellers here in Australia, but I haven't even, bothered to kind of pre-order it's like yeah maybe i should just start playing the long game on these well i guess that's probably enough of uh, of our first world problems maybe we should actually get on with talking about some dollies and uh, yeah come from the same company oh uh, we should absolutely indeed indeed all right well let's take a short break and we will come back and get on with our first toy of the week If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, in our section of the show tonight, Ben and I are talking about two different Mezco 112 collective uh, figures, and we're starting with Ben's, which is a, a oldie but a goodie, and then moving on to mine, which is a, a newie, and we'll find out if it's a goodie or not. Oh, actually, we'll find out if the oldie is a goodie in a moment. Um, but Ben, you talk, speak, figures. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So for uh, this episode and my toy of the week, I'm going to be taking a look at the Mezco 112 Collective Daredevil. Uh, so this is the classic Daredevil, I guess. I think there's probably, wow, how many have they done? Four? Four Daredevils, there's the yellow costume, this one, which is the red classic costume, the Netflix one, and then I think there's the kind, the kind of, um, you know, non-Daredevil costume costume that's kind of, yeah. So anyway, um, probably four or so. Um, this one is, uh, is pretty old now. I think it's about 2017 release and I will confess up front that this figure is actually not mine. Uh, I was actually contacted, uh, from one of the, the action figure community and someone asked me if I could actually pick this figure up because it was on sale at one of my local pop culture places. And it's one of those, um, you have to actually go into the store and get it for the, for the good price. And so he said, Hey, if I send you the money, can you pick this up for me? And I did. Uh, and he said, hey, I don't need it for a few weeks, so if you want to review it on the show, feel free. So um, so Joel Michael, who gets around on Facebook as uh, Slide Effects, that's S-L-I-D Effects, uh, you can find him on Facebook. He does all the really groovy um, extra things for your Marvel Legends, so like the Spidey Senses and the Cyclops Optic Blasts and things, really sort of groovy clip-on things um yeah has kindly let me play with this figure and and i've been very very gentle so um so it's it's not mine so i don't feel any obligation to justify the amount of money that i spent on it by giving it a higher review not that we do but um yeah this is a 20 2020 acquisition all right 112 collective so for people who can't decipher the detail there this is uh, a six inch scale figure this was about 80 US dollars at the time that it came out. I haven't checked the secondary market price. I don't know. Scott, is this one that's sort of floated up the hard to get charts or? Look, I mean, I think that, uh, the, it really depends on what you are looking for. I think of the different daredevils, this is probably the one that's going to run you the most. Um, yeah. if you want, I think if you were after the, uh, Netflix one or the yellow costume one, then you might, uh, pay more. Um, but I do think that if you look hard enough, you probably could grab this at still a reasonable price. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of if you're a big fan of the comic Daredevil, uh, in his traditional red costume, this is obviously the one for you. Um, look, in terms of packaging, uh, the one thing I actually noticed that looking at the box now, you know, there's no doubting that this is the Daredevil box. It's, it's the, you know, the, the cardboard is the, the red Daredevil. If there was a Daredevil red, this would be it. Um, there's two great big D's on there for the, you know, the typical DD symbols. So, um, but what's really cool is despite the Mezco 112 boxes being sort of different, they're all so the same. So they all largely have the same size. Um, and it's really odd that, that despite the different kind of, you know, the deco art on the outside, you can still pick a Mezco 112 box out straight away. Yeah. So, you know, whereas a lot of figures say like the, um, I guess, I don't know, the Marvel Select figures, they're all in those giant packaging that look exactly the same. Um, you know, these boxes are different colours with different graphics, yet you can still pick them straight away. So, uh, you know, it's a credit to Mezco for doing something a bit different but also maintaining that look and feel. So very, very groovy. Um, 
as usual, these boxes come with about 10,000 additional pieces of plastic. So this one comes in a plastic bag. You take the plastic bag out and then the figure has a, a plastic sleeve around it to protect the cardboard sleeve that sits around it. Um, the, the, the box kind of slides out from that outer sleeve. Uh, and then you present it with a, a nice kind of fifth panel, you know, that opens up. And I, I'm actually, I was looking at that and sort of wondering why. Like, why do you have this panel with a, a magnetic clip on it that flips open so you can see the figure inside? But you have to slide it out of the outer tray first. So it's not like if it was on the shelf at your shop, you could sort of quickly have a look at the figure. You've got to kind of slide, take this no out, and slide this out. <laughs> and then you, so I don't, I don't kind of know why they have that extra you know, why don't you just slide the tray out and then you're immediately presented with the window on the figure? Like it's it's a you know, unless for some reason it scratches or something. Oh, I don't know. Well, I think so. that has also changed a bit over time, like in in terms of uh some of the extra layers are not always there depending on the Yeah. Um on like so cable is not like that cable. You slide it out and there's a plastic cover and you can see the figure there. Oh, so, cool. uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. They've obviously been listening to our past reviews and have uh, changed their practices accordingly, which is nice. Mm, I don't so. know. I, I don't know. I'm drowning, in pl- <laughs> I'm drowning. It's still drowning in plastic here. I'll talk about it in my review. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, it's it's quite nice. When what I did like is when you actually open that um, that kind of fifth panel, you open the magnetic flap and open it. There's some nice Daredevil art that's got the co- got that kind of negative effect. I don't know what the actual artistic term is for it, um, but Frank Miller uses it in Sin City. Um, Scott McDaniel has actually used it in the past, and the picture of Daredevil feels a bit sort of Scott McDaniel. Uh, like does anyone remember him remember him yeah nightwing yeah that guy anyway um so yeah really groovy uh one of the things i noticed straight away with this figure is um there's actually not a lot of space like in that that center kind of pit where the figure lays there's obviously quite a bit of room around the figure so that um he's well protected but in terms of all the extras um they really kind of kit out this figure with lots of groovy extra pieces so i, I don't feel like there's a huge amount of wasted packaging um it, it, it's relatively collector friendly i'd say too because um once you sort of uh, get that that outer cover off my only sort of complaint i guess with these is some of these figures that have multiple hands uh swap out hands and things like that the trays are built in a way where like the hands can actually clip in and so they're actually held in by little sort of the plastic sides of the thing these ones actually just sit loose so if you're taking that top cover off with any kind of force um, you can kind of like flex the tray and, and, and have hands flying in every direction. So it'd be nice if they somehow kind of click in and stay in. But um, that's just a, a little bit of a nitpick there. All right, well, moving on to the figure himself. So as I said, this is Daredevil um, represented in his red costume. Now, um, this is where we get to some interesting discussion and uh, – hmm, uh, let's see. Look, I think – I mean, we've had these discussions in the past where, you know, you, you can't keep taking these characters that for, for 30 years were immortalised in, you know, with their red pyjamas and, you know, times they are changing. That's not realistic. That's not what it would be like if they were in the real world, um, as it were. So in terms of the actual sculpting of this figure, they have actually taken some licence with his his costumes. So we've got some extra bits and pieces here. I, I mean, I think, you know, in, in theory, most of it does work. So, for example, he's got um, these braces on his forearms that have buckles and things like that that add a bit of extra kind of strength there. He's got shoulder pauldrons that have been sculpted and they're clearly meant to sort of be almost like a, an armoured 
piece or that really heavy leather piece that sit over the shoulders to protect them. His belt is really obvious, whereas in the comics, it's, it's really kind of, you know, streamlined and part of the costume. Um, and, and so it's sort of really the only extra bit that sticks out is the, the holster for his billy clubs. Here, they've actually made it out as if it really is a gear belt. Like he's got these, this kind of these two huge belts with buckles and pouches and stuff like that happening. Um, and of course, you know, the other thing that's really obvious is he's got knee pads as well, um, which aren't that common. So, uh, and they're not kind of even really sort of sculpted in as as part of the the suit like you would probably see in the Netflix Daredevil costume. This is actually a piece that sits over what I guess you would call the spandex pants. They, they kind of, you know, really sit over the top of that knee. So um, e- even the cowl, I think, a little bit, there's a few extra kind of lines here and there that really give you the impression that there's um, that it's not just a piece of fabric that stretches over the top of his head, but more of a kind of a helmet. So if you're, you're happy with that kind of styling of Daredevil, then you won't be disappointed here. Me personally, I think it's a little bit too much. Like I think it, the shoulder pauldrons in particular are a bit too much. Uh, in terms of the styling. So um, the other thing is the costume is made up of a combination, I don't know, is there an actual term for that kind of faux leather, that kind of plasticky, leathery kind of stuff that, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. So Yeah, uh, pleather. I don't know. <laughs> <Pleather>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so what we've got is a combination of both that, that kind of pleather and the material. So the chest where the emblem is right down to his belt is done in that kind of pleather, whereas where it meets sort of seams towards um, – under his arms, he's it's it's more of a material, and there, there doesn't seem to be any kind of logical reason for separating them where they have it. Kind of goes from pleather to material, but it's not you know right at the seams under his arms. It just seems to be more of an aesthetic thing. So there's a, there's a few different kind of patterns going on, and I guess that way it does kind of lean a bit more to that modern feel. The reason I haven't picked up um, a one twelve collective Captain America yet is because I just don't think. They've captured that classic Jack Kirby look like I'm not interested in a belt with lots of pouches on it and I'm not interested in boots that have got heavy laces and things. I, I, I'm sort of the more traditional pirate boots kind of guy. So I think Mezco in general seem to be leaning a bit more to that stylized modern approach. Um, and that's what they've actually done here. Um, but in terms of the actual sculpt of things like um, the heads, uh, we've got three heads here for Daredevil. There's the standard cowl on. There's the cowl on that's battle damaged, where part of the cowl is actually ripped away and you can actually see his eye um, through there and, and there's kind of bruising and stuff like that. And then there's just the blatant unmasked head where there's no cowl whatsoever. Um, the sculpting is really fantastic. I think, you know, you, you always see these figures and then when you get them in hand, you just get blown away that there's so much detail on such a small figure because um, you're just not used to six-inch figures having this level of detail. So it's really neat seeing all that really groovy sculpting. The the battle damage one in particular, his mouth partially open so you can see the teeth uh, between the lips and it looks really like it's made of leather, you can see, um, you know, the sewing and things like that, um, and the pauldrons as well. So, um, yeah, pretty grooving there. Depending on what floats your boat in terms of uh, of Daredevil. Now, paint wise, well, it's kind of weird. There's not a lot going on. I mean, one twelve, you know, you've got that kind of pleather material suit, so. Um, the paint tends to be on highlights. So the pauldrons that I mentioned, the knee pads, um, are actually sort of cast and then um, and then painted. 
what they do do is use a bit of a wash to go over the top of those to bring out the lines and stuff and give it a bit of um, bit of a weathered look, and that actually complements the suit quite well, I think, um, even though I'm not a big fan of those. Where I think it's it's mostly let down, in, and I don't know, Scott, if if the, the the flesh tones are actually cast flesh tones, like looking at the um the unmasked head, I'm kind of convinced that that the, he's been cast in that flesh color um, rather than you know white and then painted or, or something like that. Like it's um it's got a really interesting texture to it. So hmm. not. Yeah, not a hundred percent sure. Um, I, I think they are. I, I do think that the flesh tones generally are cast. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense because it, it it is a pretty good effect. I actually also think this is the one place that the figure is a little bit let down because um, I, I think some sort of a wash or something over that flesh tone to really bring out the detail would have been really good. And and they've kind of done that on the battle damage one with the bruising and stuff like that around his eye and particularly where his teeth, but it's really evident on the unmasked head that it's cast in that colour and then they've kind of painted the hair and the eyes and haven't done much else. So a, a bit of a shame that there wasn't a little bit of extra added detail um, on that unmasked. Not, I mean, that's the head that I'm least likely to display him with, but it would have been nice. Um, lots of groovy little um, additions, things like his billy clubs have the little silver tips on the end of them. Um, you know, they're painted red. But um, so, you know, there's certainly no slop, which is actually really cool. There's, that's one thing I can't complain about at all. Uh, everything actually is flawlessly applied, which is really, really cool. Um, in terms of articulation, I've never really counted these up, and I've got to confess that because this is actually Joel's figure and not mine, I haven't actually gone berserk, um, you know, getting them out of the box. I kind of moved him around a bit, but, you know, having that metal armature under that kind of pleather suit, um, I was a bit nervous and, you know, I certainly didn't want to go, oh, sorry, Joel, but I accidentally, you know, popped his arm out of its socket or something like that. Um, but um, he certainly did feel good to to move around so like i was bending him at the knee joints and stuff and you you really get a i mean when you lift these figures out of the tray if you don't have a mezco 112 figure as soon as you pick them up you, you can feel the weight because of that metal armature underneath and you kind of you know i think i said this before when when we talked about them that it it, it almost kind of gives you that sense of yeah I've, I've got some value for money here you know he's got some heft to him and that justifies that extra price that I paid and once you start moving some of those joints and you, you can kind of feel how tight and smooth um, they are it, it gives you a really cool sense of you know this is sort of value for money compared to Marvel Legends that have floppy joints and and that sort of thing so um, so yeah I can see why these are starting to become favorites for um, toy photographers who are actually you know putting together these groovy action scenes because these figures are really going to hold these poses easily um, which is really really cool um, in, in terms of accessories you know obviously 112 they're, they're known for giving you your money's worth of, of extras and uh, data will really quite surprise me because he comes with 12 hands 12. <laughs> 12 really? hands. I think that was humanly possible <laughs> to come up <laughs> with 12 different hands. Like who sits there and goes, okay, I mean, so obviously um, that's six hands that are in duplicate. Um, but, you know, you kind of do, well, how many hands are there? There's there's fists, um, there's, there's relaxed hands, and there's a hand that 
can shoot a gun, you know, so it's got the trigger finger kind of thing. Like, what what else what else do you need? But um, I, I was kind of looking through the hands, and it's like, oh, I can see what they've done here. You know, this one's for holding the billy club, where there's, there's another one that's you would hold a weapon like, uh, say, a handgun. So it's like the billy club holding hand, only the finger, the trigger finger is extended. No, you know, I don't imagine you'd be getting daredevil armed with handguns anytime soon, but they're still there if you want them. But what I actually thought was really nifty is there's a, a set of hands that basically have um, the, the fingers are curled in except for the middle finger and the index finger, which are pointing out. So the, the, the way in which the thumb is also sticking out, it really looks like that classic kid thing of making a gun with your fingers. And it's like, hang on, those two <laughs> yeah, yeah, fingers yeah. are sticking out, the thumb's sticking up to form an L. Um, so it's almost like, you know, if you were to make the loser sign on your forehead but use those two fingers that I mentioned rather than one. And I thought, you know, what, why, what, I don't understand this hand. And then I kind of realised, ah, oh, that's actually a really cool hand to give you the impression that he's thrown the billy club. So if you are into toy photography and, and you've got him, you know, hurling that billy club, it kind of – looks like you know he's he's let it go with accuracy because those two fingers you know give you the impression that he's thrown it and guiding it or whatever um and they do look really cool um the only complaint is the one on the left hand the fingers are really pointing at skew with angles and i'm like okay is that a is that a problem in the manufacturing or are you meant to be giving me a hand that looks like it's been stepped on by the rhino because, you know, those fingers are doing some really <laughs> wonky stuff here and certainly if it was my figure, it would be going straight into the boiling water to see if I could kind of return it back to perhaps, you know, its normal normal kind of shape. So, so yes, he, he does come with an awful lot of hands, but I have to confess some of them are actually pretty darn groovy um, in terms of what you get. So it, it's nice that they've given that some actual thought. Um, too, because you know Daredevil is all about kind of that precision um, when he's fighting. So I think that adds a, a really cool level. Um, in addition to that, I also I mentioned the three different heads, which is actually really cool. But he comes with two sets of billy clubs. So uh, one set of billy clubs are just a couple of sticks, as it were, that you can kind of just put in his hands and uh, and have him you know posed ready to give someone a, a good shellacking with them. Um, but the other set, uh, and, and I don't know sort of if any of the other 112 figures kind of feature this sort of thing, but we've got the set of billy clubs that actually have the rope in between. And instead of being just a, a piece of cotton or, th- or very thin string, it's actually wire. So it's this really groovy, long piece of wire that I would say is probably 30 centimetres long. So, you know, maybe 12 inches between the two billy clubs and it's a black metal wire. And then I realised that, oh, you know, you could get some pretty wicked poses going um, using wire instead of just a string hanging down. Um, that you would normally expect. So that I thought was a, a really, really nice inclusion. I thought if you're you're setting this figure up to sit on your shelf or you're into toy photography or something like that, this wire actually seems really quite strong. Like I was sort of reshaping it a little bit and it, it doesn't feel flimsy at all. So really sort of, uh, yeah, cool idea with that. And it kind of made me look at this figure and go, hmm, I actually like it a whole lot more than I did when I first saw it solicited some years ago. So... That's very, very cool. All right. Um, in addition to the usual uh, Mezco 112 stand, which is actually pretty classy, you know, you've got a decent action figure stand when it's all held together with metal screws. 
um, rather than just the sort of plastic stuff we see uh, with some of them. Um, nice big stand too. You can really get some height as well. So um, another um, obviously really cool addition if you're a, a photographer. The last thing remaining is the um, radar effect. So we've got a really neat little radar effect um, that plugs into the stand and you can sort of have that behind his head. Um, I thought perhaps it might attach with a magnet. I thought perhaps in the back of his head there was a magnet that would just sort of click on the back or something, but um, I, I couldn't find any sign of uh, a magnet either in the part or in, you know, his head as it were. So, um, But that actually looks pretty cool as well. It's nicely done. It's uh, It's come out um, quite well. That's something that uh, Joel actually supplies. So Slide Effects does actually do um, radar sensors for your um, Daredevil Marvel Legends figures too. So as I said, hit him up. So yeah, look, overall, I, I was kind of surprised um, by how groovy this figure was in terms of those those neat hands. Um, the, the wire between the billy clubs I thought was a really, really good um you know i mean you, you get a lot of these extra accessories and you kind of go yeah I mean, that's all right I, you know they obviously were sitting around trying to come up with things to to put in there to give you the feeling of value for money but um everything in here i think has a win like it really does have a use um in one way or another so overall i'm i'm a i'm a bit disappointed in in the costume it's really not my thing i mean obviously it's just my opinion but daredevil is a ninja um, ninjas are all about movement, so the the more clunky you make his costume, um, to me, the less effective that would make him. He also has a radar sense, so I don't know why you'd be surrounding him with, you know, these kind of heavy sort of plates, you know, regardless of what they're made from. A little bit disappointed that they didn't have some wash on those flesh tones um, to sort of bring that out a bit, particularly because the sculpt is so good. I think that would have really just added to it a bit. Um, so yeah, look, overall, uh, it, it's a, it's a really groovy figure. I just think there's a few things that don't work for me. Um, some people might like this sort of thing. So yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this one up and give him eight and a half out of $10. It, it's interesting looking at things like the Aquaman figure, for example, which I recently got in Flash, you know, etc., they, they definitely can do figures that are more just spandex. Um, yeah. you know, and, but this was early days for yes, this true. line. And I, I do think that there also was some, when you look at the number of different versions that they did, including the net, the Netflix, version um as well i i think that there may have been some trying to get maximum bang for buck for the design from it um i i agree i think for me like i i have this this figure i I think the shoulder pads are really distracting and i I wonder if they were doing him now whether they would still do that or if they would be a bit bolder yeah and just do the the truly classic costume well yeah yeah yeah, it, I, it's a uh, definitely. Um, I think one of the weaker figures in a great line where they are are all great. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, true. But I just just from that, um, you know, fr- from that perspective. But it was very. It was twenty seventeen, like so. You know, very early yep. days for this line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, Daredevil's always going to have some popularity, so maybe they will get around to revisiting him after they do a very obscure characters like KG Beast. So. 
KGB, we saw that one coming. No. no. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, that is the first in our uh, Mesco double feature. We will take a short break. Thank you for that, Ben. And we'll come back and we will talk. Uh, we, we've done the something borrowed, and now we'll do the something new and blue. Armor up, Iron Man. Engage interlock mechanics. Armor up, War Machine. That's critical B. Attach from battle computer module. My brain blast will make scrap metal of you. Not in this lifetime, Modoc. With my rings, I rule the land and sea. Just undersea dome. I'm here to make wave, Mandarin. Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Well, we are continuing with our Toys of the Week, and we have done something old, something borrowed, and now we're doing something new and something blue. So, Mr. Scotty, over to you. Thanks, Ben. I am doing what I believe is called the modern cable, and the reason that there is a modern is obviously because there are also a, a classic uh, and um, a previous exclusive version of cable as well, but I am doing... <laughs> The regular, which in this instance, having looked at them all, was the one that I uh, liked the best on spec. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll skip some of the packaging pieces because we talked about that with Daredevil, except to say that um, you know this I, I have done. I think the most Mezco reviews on the the show, um, yep, yep. and you know there, there's been some good changes and some annoying changes with the the packaging. Um, I, I miss the the window box version that, you know, to me where you, you had the little flap to open up and then mm, you could see mm. the, the figure inside without having to, you know, lift uh, a bunch of things off. That to me was really <laughs> groovy. Um, the, the, there is so much plastic here and mine, the yeah. cable had um, like plastic around the slide off cover, but then also, Another layer of plastic around the the trays as well. Yeah. Um, that I'm just like, wow, like how does that, you know? I I, yeah. I don't understand. Um, and then uh, three significant different sheets of plastic inside wrapping different pieces. Ah, uh, right, um, yeah, yeah. You know this as well. So wow, um, definitely not doing much to contribute to the reduction of greenhouse gases mm, mm. um the so that aside what's in the box besides the stand and uh um tray and plastic bag uh interesting somebody i believe it was on the action figure blues collector page on facebook somebody asked a question about what we thought about the designs on the bases and whether they yeah, were yeah. cool or distracting. Um, I, I like them. I mean, I don't. I don't use them a lot. Um, yeah, yep. because the, because of the space they take up. But I think they're pretty cool. Like I, you know, I don't. I don't, I don't mind them. Um, the uh, the, the p- part of what I, what I do, you know, really like about these, as well as the the level of articulation alongside the mixed media, is. Uh, usually like kind of groovy and meaningful accessories, not just a, oh, what can we throw in here, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously Cable um, is, uh, I was, I'm not going to say he's nothing without his um, guns, but he is obviously very, it, some of his weapons are pretty 
iconic in terms of their size and heft, etc. And this absolutely does not disappoint in this regard. So as well as the the figure, um, we and I'll talk about the sculpting um, and details there at the moment in terms of the inclusions. We have a grenade launcher with a rotating carousel, um, which uh, you know I, I I wouldn't say like is a, like super rotating, but you know there's, there's yeah, yeah, super d- rotating. Yeah, but the, you know there's like like rotating ish, and definitely the appearance of rotation. Um, the plasma cannon uh, with two removable magazines, which I don't think actually can go in there. So I. I think that that might be more precisely described as removed um, magazine. Oh, hold on. So this is live action. No, that's not going to work. Let's see. Just before I someone here writes in and goes, you actually can't put them in. Um, oh, hey, you actually can't put them in. <laughs> nice <laughs> but work. Only, <laughs> but only one. So there's two. There's two. But you can, you can put one magazine in. Um, that's hilarious, Scott. You are so good at this. Um the well, I don't know. Maybe I just jammed it in somewhere where it couldn't, but it actually looks like there is a space for a magazine and then a spare. Um, and then he also comes with a knife, a handgun, and uh, two uh, interchangeable heads and a paltry eight hands. So we've definitely gone downhill. What? What? I know in the hands department from the uh, Daredevil dozen to still tw- the- twenty for one episode is pretty good. <laughs> that's actually very impressive that's right um oh he just fell over he was so excited uh so this to me and and one reason why i chose to review this guy because i have recently picked up uh magneto magneto magnudo whatever you call him um i always called him magneto derek sorry <laughs> i was called him derek <laughs> magneto in my head until the first time I heard someone say Magneto, I was like, Pfft. "Okay, oh, it's all right. I, I grew up reading the Submariner, so that's all good." Uh, that's true. Yes, yeah. Um, but you know, we've had this conversation before. It's like, you know, do you call them magnets? No. Um, anyway, exactly. the- <laughs> I love your fridge magnets. No, just anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I recently got Magneto, um, Aquaman. Moon Knight, which I know you got to, which we may do a um, breakdown of. Um, but I, the reason I chose Cable is that I think this is a really interesting um, character in terms of just different levels of fabric versus sculpting and what Mezco has done to uh, achieve this while still maintaining uh, a high level of articulation, I think, is really um, noteworthy. So he he does have a uh, you know whether I'm now I feel like some of this is possibly removable, um, and but I'm not going to because I hate breaking toys and I um, you know I don't want to cry on air in case they they don't. But <laughs> underneath his um, kind of you know shoulder pad. Um, body armor, short sleeve, get up. Um, he does have a fabric, uh, like, you know, blue tank top on, and then his cargo pants are also, oh. um, fabric, but then 
over that is some really beautifully sculpted boots and then also uh the super handy um leg band pouches um (laughs) which you know can you just you know how hard it is just to kind of keep your belt up like can you imagine like it's like having the, cargo pants and, you you know, you put your wallet and stuff in the pockets on the side of your cargo pants and they feel really awkward. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, so, you know, you got to suspend a little bit of belief here to, you know, think that this this actually would be possible and not just, like, constantly falling down around his ankles. Um, but the, you know, this is a Rob Liefeld creation and, and it also is the, you know, from the era of the pouch. Um like super survived a really long time without pouches and then suddenly it's like <laughs> wow you know where do they put things <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yes um the uh but only the guys only only the guys you know the girl, girls aren't allowed pouches cuz they've got to still have the skimpy outfit that's right right, right. Can't so cover you know, important up. yeah where do they put things who cares don't 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 care. Only the guys need the pouches. The please start writing with all the examples of girls with pouches. I'm I'm joking. No, kind of not. Are there? Uh, <laughs> Some of them have them on their belt. I can't think of people who have you know exorbitant amounts females that have exorbitant amounts of pouches around their biceps and thighs and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's bound yeah. to be. Some. I just think it's not a thing. I'm sure it's, mm. it's mm. against the comics code, right? That's it. Um, the again, really amazing kind of combination of fabric and sculpting here. His metal arm is really beautifully sculpted. The boots, like I mentioned before, are really quite amazing because they are fantastically sculpted, but still really good range of articulation, and and. There's a moment whenever I open these where I hold them and I'm like, okay, so this is a huge difference in price from a Marvel Legends. Like, can I really see the value? And then when you you get stuck into the detail and then the amount of articulation and posing that you can achieve with these, and you know, I am historically uh, on record as definitely not a poser, um, and <laughs> you know, not not someone who spends a lot of time trying to achieve different poses because I'm just pretty challenged at it. But one of the reasons why I love these and why they often hang around on my desk for ages is because some of the just really cool poses that you can achieve with these alongside the level of detail uh, are, they're just breathtaking. Um, so there, there are also, there's also light up features here, which I have not uh, spent time having a go at at this point because I don't really intend to, um, you know, try and use them. So I don't like mucking around with the batteries, but if you are so inclined, um, his, uh, left eye lights up and also the, uh, plasma cannon has got a light up feature as well. So there's two different light up pieces. Ooh. On this, if you are so inclined, that's um, pretty cool. Like a, a light up accessory like that. I know. Yeah, it Neat. is. I mean, it's just the the value add in 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 those spaces. Again, if you are, you know, in into that. Like I, I in general, find light up stuff a bit of a letdown. That's rarely, yeah, you know, yeah. the because the, often they're they're actually super fiddly to set up. They can only be turned on by almost completely dismantling the toy. And yeah. then, 
and then you're kind of like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, if that's, if that's your bag, then this has got chew and that is really groovy. The, as we mentioned before with Daredevil, the, um, his skin tone here, I, I do think is cast. I, I do, uh, it works for cable. Um, I think because of the, the white hair, the, the, and there's a really decent amount of sculpting, you know, the, the scar across his, um, right eye, etc. Um, but you do lose a little bit of just kind of shading, I think, um, when you get that cast skin tone rather than painted. Um, but it doesn't look, um, it doesn't look bad. It just is kind of noticeable. Um, yeah. they, they are, they're pretty young portraits. So if you like your cable older and wizened, you might feel like he looks too young. I don't really mind. Like I, um, you know, there's so many different iterations of him. The, the portraits are pretty, uh, similar. The, the, the main one, one is more of just a, uh, closed mouth scowl and then there's kind of an open mouth scowl um which it, it's scowl slash fart smell um expression <laughs> it would be but it would be yeah. a very 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 bad fart if it was a fart like it's a he's not happy about it right but it just it's still no it just looks more more scowly than fart smell but kind of close but it is often i find with these the portraits you know i mean the general ones are quite different um but you know often you get two that are they're kind of like why wow <laughs> these are almost exactly the same like yeah yeah exactly um but again i really really nicely done um the 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 detail on his armor and the um the the breastplate the you know this is a character that's meant to have shoulder pads and they they work very uh effectively um the visuals here are just are just fantastic and i think they've done a really good job too of like you know how you know sometimes how we talk about things like armored characters and things where when you look at the figure it like it really there couldn't possibly be an a normal sized human inside the the armor um but the the layering here is uh real so you can see you know there's a pretty jacked up dude underneath um that and then the the uh breastplate and gear is a layer on top and that's really visible um so you know there really is not anything to dislike about this figure um i i have got to go 10 dollies here because the level of sculpting, the detail, the addition of the light-up features, um, two really great weapons, including a space for inserting your magazine, um, which was discovered live on air um, <laughs> here in the Action Figure Lose podcast. Um, the, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I really cannot tell you how much i love this line and yeah, every time yeah. you know like every time that there are there are sometimes you know figures which they may not necessarily visually impress uh before you get them magneto i would put in that category um but then when you get them and you get the posing and you know what they have been able to do with particularly those sort of characters like magneto and aquaman where it is more um 
the the lycra you know kind of um yeah. look with without a lot to compensate for it and and i actually think that this scale works so well for that in a way that i don't think translates as well in the one six scale like some of those um more traditional pajama looking superhero outfits when i see them in the um you know sideshow one six scale thing it it doesn't fly in the way that these yes. do so yeah. you know i i do think that um that yeah that there's really really great stuff here there's insane amounts of detail i mean I, i'm really it's, it's not just the fact that there's lots of little sculpted pieces it's the fact that they've actually gone above and beyond with things like um the armor plating has scratches and dints and abrasions um and and it's painted in a way that those actually stand out so you know and, and you look at like his um you know the cyborg arm that he has and it, and it's not just you know doing little kind of horizontal cuts to make it look like metal like you would with colossus if you look at his forearm there's all these little sort of well cables as it were there's kind of wires and things like that like at, at, at this scale um it's it's crazy amounts of detail it's really quite impressive look uh, you know the one the, the two things i think that i would love to see mesco start doing um one is female characters because we are mm. you know, like they, they have done uh very very few most of the female figures that they've done are movie figures um the there is a you know there's a classic a comic harley coming out a comic wonder woman um but you know on the marvel side we've really got nothing on the comic side no um and you know, that from a uh I, you know i don't think that you can expect true universe building with this price point but yeah, in yeah. terms of you know like we now if you look at just the number of x-men um for example that we've we've got you know it's time for a rogue a storm a jean gray you know the, the, those things that yeah um you, that that you would expect um and they they may not be as accessory friendly um as some of them some of some of these are yeah, but yeah that's that's true i mean if you you were to do someone like rogue it's not like you can pack in assorted weapons and you know there's only so many times you can have the gloved hand the uncovered gloved hand uh, <laughs> uh sorry the uncovered hand and then the, the the hand with the glove half coming off kind of thing so yeah i guess any of these military types where you can include guns and knives and bombs but i mean you know they did a pretty good job with someone like popeye with the you know all of the the pipes and the different hats and he's um you know he's he's bag and things so yeah yeah well i mean you know with rogue i mean with storm there's a bunch of effects and things that you could do yeah. say with yeah. um jean gray um, you know, but with Rogue, you, know, you can do a couple of different portraits. You could do, you know, you've got your jacket, no jacket, blah, 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 like, um, you know, different, different, um, things happening there. But the, again, that, that's the one, the, the main piece that I'd like to see, as well as then just some, um, fleshing out of some of the pieces they've already done. We talked about this a little while ago with things like, um, Star Trek, you know, example where, uh, you know, th that seems to have stopped or stalled. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a question about licenses in that regard, but, um, you know, some of, some of those pieces and, and I would just like to see them kind of keep going. Um, yep. but I'm loving the DC and Marvel stuff that they are doing. And, uh, I love, you know, like you said, things like KGB's, 
KGBB's Tello. Like, you yeah. know, that's nuts. And if we're getting that sort of stuff and we get a few of those alongside the, you know, 20 different versions of cable, um, <laughs> et cetera, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Scotty. We're going to take a short break and we're going to hear from our good friend, Engineer Nerd. So stay tuned and we'll be back in a sec. Beware, the mutant-seeking sentinel. Target identified. Mutant apprehended. Want to mix it up, big boy? My adamantine claws will get rolled back. I've always had trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arm. Now, sentinel, you will be defeated. Sentinel robot playset and X-Men action figures. Each sold separately. Well, hello, guys. This is John, and I'm here with a review. And I know I normally don't like to do these by myself because I love the company of Scotty and all the rest of the people on the podcast. And, you know, it just makes it so much easier when you got somebody to bounce stuff off of. And, uh, you know, you're not doing it by yourself. But today I am going to do it by myself because we got something kind of special. And that is, and I need to clear this up right up front, that um, the folks over at Spiro Studios... Um, sent some sample copies out of their animal warriors of the kingdom. Uh, these are, uh, this is a Kickstarter that just finished for them and they, they were kind enough to send some along. So they provided us the figures. We're not getting paid for this and, you know, review or anything. So I'm going to be as fair as I can be. Um, Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they won't. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. They did send us a figure. So, so I, I do need to tell you guys up that, that up front. Um, now that said, I kind of, missed out on this Kickstarter. I can't remember what was going on at the time, but I, I had watched it and I was gonna, I, I was gonna get some of these and I, I didn't, but, um, like I said, the good folks over at Sparrow kind of helped us out. Um, and this series is the, um, just to go off the back of their card, Animal Warriors of the Kingdom takes place in a mysterious realm where animals have evolved in the absence of humanity. The land is filled with animals of all shapes and sizes. Some fight for good while others side with the darkness. And to that effect, they sent us uh, three figures, and those three figures are the Horrid Headhunters, the Horrid Ravagers, and Kali. And these are the um, the baddies of the series, I guess you could say, because these are all the uh, the dark apes that are uh, you know fighting for the the darkness side. So. Um, that being said, we will continue on here. Uh, this line is, like I said, it was a Kickstarter, and um, they're three and three quarter inch figures, and they're all kind of animal based. And I think, you know, if you go over to their website and look, you would see that most of these, I think, all share the same buck. Um, and this line appears to have done something that, like, the G.I. Joe line did really smartly, and I, I imagine that they, they looked at that and said, oh, well, that was smart, where... By changing up head sculpts and accessories and armor pieces, you can uh, pretty quickly make a, a bunch of different looking characters and make some unique looking characters. So, um, I do want to mention the package for this. This is a Kickstarter. And they did one of my favorite things that Kickstarter people are doing because they actually put them on cards. But the cards are the kind where if you flip up a couple little tabs, you can slide the card out. Um, there's a little tray inside with a little bag that has uh, 
uh, all the accessories in it. And you just pop those little accessories out in their little Ziploc bag, and then you can pop the tray out, and then the figure comes out. But when you want to put it all back together, you can. Um, just because I like to have a little place to store all the accessories. And in this case, there's some, there's some cool ones. So we'll want to talk about that a little bit. Um, these are three and three quarter figures. Um, like I said, the packaging, I really like it. Um, you know, I, I can't complain there. Uh, so it, it, they actually are slim cards. So they're only eh, maybe, maybe about three inches across. Um, you know, and maybe 10 inches high. Uh, so they're not as big as the boss fight studios. Um, cards if you had those those were kind of the same kind of deal you could take them apart and put them back together but these these are a little slimmer more like kind of how um some of the mcfarlane and uh neca stuff has came uh in the slim packages so that being said they're three and three quarter figures or four inch figures or whatever we're calling them these days 118 figures and like i said we if you heard in my description we kind of got the, the the baddies the the dark side now, if you go on their website, they actually have a store, and I'll I'll have a link to that, and uh, you can go in and look. But those all say version two, and I think that's because the ones that I'm looking at are actually a different color. I believe this is Kickstarter color, so I'm guessing these were exclusive, even though you've got some of the same molds and stuff. Um, but the the colors in these apes for the dark sided um, figures um, will uh, it's darker. So if you look on the website, they look very, very kind of gray. Um, you know, it's a grayish blue. They're a little lighter. Um, the ones I'm looking at are a little darker. So the, the bodies of the figures are almost a, uh, almost like a dark bluish, midnight bluish. And then the, the fur is almost in a gray, blue gray type, uh, color. Um, as I said, there's armor on all of these figures, and the armor's all different. Um, so we've got some unique things going on there. I'm going to start with the Horrid Headhunters, and these are uh, these are minions of the Witch Doctor. So the, the Witch Doctor um, apparently can mind control these apes and make them do whatever they want. This is um, kind of a tribal-looking guy, and he in the package he has a mohawk. And then he comes with like uh, an axe and a sword, and he actually has like um, almost like a it's like a punch dagger or Wolverine type claws. And when you see them online, the the claws are all spread apart. But mine actually, the one I got, the the claws are kind of pointed together, and I actually thought they were connected at the tip, and I wasn't sure what it was until I kind of played with it a little bit and realized that hey, I might have to put those in some water and heat them up and. Um, you know, kind of straighten out those claws a little bit, but, uh, that, that's more on the accessory side. Um, you know, you look at these figures, I think if I remember right, there's 17 points of articulation, um, in the basic buck. So, um, like I said, going on the head hunter, he's got like a little strap over his shoulder and basically they all have like a loincloth type thing going on and some kind of armor pieces, whether it's a, a shoulder armor piece, um, the head hunter has a little bit plainer one um they all have shin armor so you know like your basically your hockey uh shin guard type thing they they did something cool here because these will actually pop off if you really want them to they're they're not permanently attached they're not glued on so you can pop them off but they also 
because the foot's articulated, if you push the foot back, there's there's actually a little bit of articulation in the armor. So the armor is two pieces on the shin guard, and you can actually flip that armor piece down. So it's not sticking like straight out and their foot's kind of awkwardly beneath it. The, the, it's actually got a pivot right there at the ankle, so you can, um, you know, you can... Uh, pivot that. So they, they do have some ankle articulation, you know, the back and forth and, uh, rotating, um, which is cool. Uh, the, sh- the knees and the, um, elbows, while the knees are double jointed, the elbows are not, but they, they've got the rotation and the bend. So really, you know, I, I'm not going to complain. Uh, the rest of the articulation is, uh, an ab crunch. There is no waist. Um, at least not that I've found. I don't, see one either so um you know that's that's okay um so you got an ab crunch in there which which is cool well there might be a a waist in there but i don't think so um you got the the pin and disc elbows with a, a rotating pivot joint and then the wrists um the left wrist has a uh uh, front or a side to side, and then the uh, right wrist wrist has a side uh, front to back. So you've got the two different directions. The hands are actually sculpted almost like they're going to hold a gun, or um, instead of a fist, it's more like that. You know, if a, a, a martial arts fighter would would kind of curl up his knuckles, kind of flat. So that that's kind of what they remind me of. Kind of like you're going to punch somebody in the throat. So. Um, you know, there's that. The the knee armor looks pretty good. Um, you know, it covers up the knee joints pretty well. That that is one thing that that the armor is doing. It's kind of masking a lot of the joints in the figure, and I think they've done that well. Um, I think if you just had the plain, we'll call him the naked ape standing there, um, you know, he probably wouldn't be as um, appealing as maybe you would think a naked ape figure would be. Although I can't believe I just said that sentence. So you know. Your mileage may vary. Uh, the buck is all the same for these figures, so all that articulation applies. Um, you know, the sculpt of the fur looks pretty good. And, like, where the the chest muscles or whatever they are, um, you call that anatomy, uh, that's the, the lighter color. And then there's there's fur, like, that's the darker, the darker color sculpted on top of that. And that covers, you know, the arms and legs. And there's a bit of a wash on the, the arms, so it makes them look a little black in the bottom of the fur. Um, you know, I imagine if you actually wanted to take the time and repaint one of these, you could, you could probably do a lot of dry brushing and and really come away with something. Now, speaking of paint, this is where it gets a little tricky because I like the idea of, of this headhunter. Like I said, he's got, he's got a bit of a mohawk and a color. Um, but then on his face, he has, um, Almost like a handprint. It reminds me of the the orcs in Lord of the Rings. So, um, you know, you kind of got that white print on on top of the face. And and the one I have, it's it's okay, but it makes it really hard to kind of see any detail in the face. It's not that it's caked on or anything. It's just that the face is so dark and the paint so white that it, it it's like. Washed out isn't really the right term, but, but, but it's really hard to see any detail. Um, and I, I'm not sure how you would improve that, but, but it definitely kind of obscures some of the detail on the face. Now, the dark apes, and they may have black in them, but their eyes 
turned out because of the, the, the faces being so dark, um, that their eyes are almost all you can see are the, the, the corneas or the pupils. And they're painted like a, almost like a yellow dot is what it looks like. And so it gives them a real piercing gaze, which I like, but I don't like, um, it looks okay. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, and, and I've got, got, I've got Kali here in my hand. Um, you know, it gives him a very, very piercing gaze, but at the same time, it, there, there's almost not enough detail in the eye that it looks like an eye. Now, that being said, these are following a comic book series, and I believe one of these is in comic book colors. I can't remember which one it is, if it's the version two or the version one. I'm guessing it's the one I have in my hand from the Kickstarter. So, you know, that stays true probably to the comic book, um, which, which is cool. You know, um, it's, 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 it's like, it's good, but it's not good. So, yeah, um, I like it, but I don't like it. I, it's just really hard to explain. Uh, I, I think. It, it has a style I'm going to talk about in a minute that, that maybe we'll put that in perspective, but I do want to mention some of the accessories, um, for the headhunter, like the, the guy with the mohawk, he comes with a second head and, and the second head doesn't have a mohawk. So, um, what the idea here is, is you can, you can build up, you know, probably you can swap out some armor pieces and some weapons and, and you can have a bunch of different heads and you can, you can make different headhunters. The nice thing is, is, um, out of the three figures, all of them came with, uh, at least one extra head and one of them came with two. And the idea being you can make, you know, an alternate figure. So if you're somebody like Eddie, you'd be buying a bunch of these because, um, you know, with the three figures, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven heads, um, which is a lot. So I don't know how Eddie would have would have handled that. The weapons are nice. I really, really love the metallic finishes on the weapons. Um, kudos to the factory for that. The the finishes on the weapons, the swords. Um, you know, there's knives with I think just about all of these guys. Uh, they're they're just fantastic. Um, I'm I'm really impressed with the finishes. Um, so you know the 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 hilts on the swords are painted different colors. You know they're they're wrapped, but the the metal work just looks fantastic. It looks like aged metal. And because I've been doing some painting on my own recently um, of some metal effects for a model I'm working on, uh, yeah, that that is cool. Um, so good job to them for that. Now, uh, moving on from the headhunter, um, is the, um, horrid ravagers. And, and these, um, are apes again. And they have, um, at least in the package, he has a dark blue nose. So he's one of those apes with a, like a blue nose. Um, it says these are, these troops are more skilled, uh, focus on infiltrating enemy lines and sabotaging war machines as well as stealing resources. Uh, just up front, this guy, he, his alternate head, he comes with two. Um, this is like the, the middle guy and the alternate, it says create alternate witch doctor, um, with the extra head. So he comes with the witch doctor head, which has a really long ponytail on it and, and just a little bit of face paint, but, um, yeah, I, I really dig the the idea of that. So here, here here's a figure. You know, he can be just a regular column type soldier, or he could be a um, you know, you could take and put the extra head on him, and he becomes a um, a witch doctor. the The nice thing is, is he actually has two helmeted heads. The helmeted heads come in a couple of different varieties, and um, this guy and and 
the, the next one I'm going to talk about both have the visors down. And when the visors are down, they haven't painted in the eyes at all on the, the head. And I, I think you need a little black or something in there just to really finish that off. Um, this guy comes with a giant, like, club thing that I do not know how to describe. It, it almost looks like it has a spring plunger on one end and a bunch of spikes on a square on the other end, um, and a, and a couple of swords. And it, it really looks great. Um, his waist piece is different. Um, his armor pieces are painted different. He has little, uh, colors on his knee pads. So, um, he looks different, uh, has some bronzy type weapons com- compared to the other ones. Um, I just really dig that. I, that one weapon is just really super cool. Again, the metal finishes are just fantastic. Where they're, where the figure itself might, might need like a more, one more wash on the armor pieces. Again, you've got that anti- articulated ankle armor. Well, our shin armor into the ankles and, and you get a big shoulder pad on one side. Um, so, so this is cool. Um, I do like this guy just a little better. He's probably, you know, cause he's a troop builder. I, I, I like him compared, compared to the, um, uh, the headhunter. Just, just a little bit more. The headhunter is probably my least favorite out of the three. This guy is, is probably my second favorite. Um, the one helmeted head though here has the, the little, you know, the yellow eyes. Um, cause you could actually see his eyes with, cause he doesn't have a visor that's down and, um, you can see the blue nose around it as well. So, um, he, he almost has like a, a calm look on his face. And, you know, I, I think they did these kind of neutrals so they could mix them up. Good guys and bad guys using the same head sculpts. But, but this one's, this one's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I really dig him. Um, but then overall of them is, uh, Kali, and this is the the ruler, the guy that wants to take over, and um, he comes with some neat neat little accessories. He's got a sword, a knife, and then he has this scepter that's that's metallic, and, and it's got a great bit of silver with like some dark wash over it. And again, the 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 finishes on the accessories are like top notch, um, really impressive. Um, he has shoulder armor, armor on one wrist, and then again the the you know, the, um, uh, loincloth type armor looks pretty good. He has, I think this is the same head as the witch doctor with a little bit of paint. Now I will say that mine, because he's so dark and it, it really shows has two like white dots or yellow dots, um, on the back of his ponytail. And that ponytail is a little bit limiting, you know, to the head articulation as well, but you, you can really see those two little yellow dots. So, um, you know, your mileage may vary. You may get one that's absolutely perfect, but this guy is, you know, he's, he's, he's a named character. So, you know, he's going to be cool. Um, he comes with an alternate head and it's to create an elite guard. So he has, um, a big like headdress type helmet. Again, it looks like the helmet, the extra head almost reminds me of an orc from, from Lord of the Rings. The, the headdress part of the helmet though is sideways. So he's got like this big fan shape, uh, on top of his helmet for the elite guard. I like it. Um, again, I wish there was a little more black in the eyes. If there was black in the eye sockets, I think it would really set it off. The heads, when you swap them, or do something unexpected, or at least to me it was unexpected. They actually are more like, um, more like figure art heads because they've got the, the dumbbell type articulation in them. So when you pull the head off, it's, it's actually got like a big ball socket 
in the head and then a little one that goes into the neck. Um, so far, I've swapped a couple of these back and forth, and I just noticed there's actually a little yellow paint dot inside that neck as well. Um, and I have not had any problem with that um, uh, neck joint, you know, coming apart. So um, he is dark blue, you know, and he's got a black wash on him. So he's a very dark figure. And when I had originally looked at these, I was in a darker room and it was really hard to see any detail. So the, the contrast isn't there. The ones you see on the website are V2 and they will they will have a bit more contrast to them. I like it. But for this guy in particular, Kali, because he's the leader, I really like this dark blue color. I just wish there was some more contrast or some highlights or something just to make some of those details pop. Almost like maybe a just a light dry brush or something. Just so when he's standing in the dark, you you can see more than just his eyes. Because that's the thing, is those little yellow eyes, like I said, I kind of love them, hate them. Um, if you got them in the dark, they stand out compared to the rest of the figure. But some of the great sculpting they did, and, and it is, I mean, you, you can see that these are ape faces. Um, if you're a Planet of the Apes fan, I, I would go check these out. They're, they're not going to be your, um, you know, your classic apes, but, uh, definitely check this line out, especially the, the three that I'm reviewing here. Cause I think when, when you look at these, you, you could see if you wanted to build, say, G.I. Joe versus Planet of the Apes, these would be the perfect figures to do it. Um, They'd also be perfect to go, you know, with your, your Boss Fight Studios stuff, your, you know, your Mythic stuff. Um, you could have Apes versus Spartans or Apes versus Medusa stuff. And and I'm going to shoot some pictures with a couple of those figures just so you guys can see them. They will be on the website when this goes up um, or at the Facebook group. So, you know, go check out the Facebook group if you haven't already. Um I like this guy. And I was telling you, there, there's a style to these. And I was trying to put my finger on it and I finally happened on it and it's really the yellow eyes that are selling me on this that it looks like um, a Hellboy comic to me you know that very stylized Mike Mignola um, look I think it's captured here in action figure form and that's really what you know if, if he drew the comic book for this I it, it wouldn't surprise me it's just the 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 kind of the structure of the face and the eyes and just the, just the way they're stylized in their armor and stuff. It just has a very, um, Hellboy feel to me. So, um, I'll probably shoot a picture next to Hellboy just so you can see what he looks like. Um, I, you know, it, it's, it's kind of cool, uh, in that regard. Cause it's, it, there is a style. It, it's not, it's not like an anatomically correct ape. It, it's definitely got a stylized look to it. Like I said, I think they're, they're using these for all the figures and the other figures are actually cats and, um, dogs, I think. So there, there's like some cheetah figures and stuff. Uh, the cheetah figure looks to have some fantastic paint. Um, so, you know, uh, just looking through their, their store online, they have, uh, you know, the, the hero characters. And th there's a number of named characters as well. Uh, one of them comes with dog head. There's some great, um, like I said, some, some, like a tiger stripe and a, a cheetah type pattern. So, um, you know, those look cool. There's also a horrid assassin, which, which is, a uh, you know, fits with this group because the horrid are the bad guys, but he's like almost like neon blue and purple. He has some real funky colors, but he also has a bow, which is cool. 
on top of that, um, there's some deluxe figures in the offering, and I don't know, they're, they're 18 points of articulation, and I'm not sure where they're actually at, but, uh, you know, these are, these look like they're quite a bit bigger than, than the regular, um, you know, figures. Uh, they're not going to ship until late summer, so, um, I may have to get in on, get in on one of those, one or two of those, just because I want to see, um, one of them has a robot arm, and, and I really kind of dig, you know, big ape with robot arm just kind of sounds cool to me. Uh, there's a link to the comic. So if you want to read the whole story, you can go on and get that at their store. Um, also, there's a really cool um, bunch of accessory sets. It looks like they have coming and they're in different colors. So you can kind of look and if, you know, you see some armor pieces in there like bronze, they have an armor set or they have uh, white weapons or steel weapons or, you know, copper weapons. Um, you know, you can get some of those, uh, one of the sets comes with, uh, two of the claws and a bow that, that might be something I have to check out. Uh, the, they're estimated to ship in the spring. The weapon sets look like they're retailing for six bucks. If you want to outfit more of your other figures, this would be a great way. If you're really into fantasy stuff to, to go get some armor and do some troop building. So, um, keep that in mind. Now, all that being said. What do I think about them? Um, I don't know. Here, here's the thing. Is there, you know, if I saw them on a shelf, would I buy them? They're, they're listed on the website for $22.99. I'd probably want to buy one first to see what I thought of it. Um, but since I have all three of them and I can kind of see them together, I really like them. Now, are they perfect? I don't think they are. I think there were some factory problems that probably you know, contributed to that. But I think for $22.99 and the, the level of quality of the accessory finish, which you couldn't see in the package, um, you know, and, and the fact that they all come with an extra head, so you can do this troop army building stuff or build different characters. Um, I, I think that really sells these. And I have to give them credit for that. They kind of took and, and hit a, a, a soft spot there for me because, you know, I, I want to get the most value out of a figure and a troop builder, you know, if unless you're building stormtroopers, you kind of want them all to look a little different. And in this case, you can do that real easily because you got all these extra heads. So I do think they're probably worth the $22.99. So please check them out. Um, if I'm going to rate them with dollies, I would go probably eight and a half on Kali and I'm probably taking him down just because, um, of some of the little extra little paint dots and stuff. And I, I do think he needs just some dry brushing on some of his fur to highlight it. Um, the, the Ravager, I would probably give him an eight and a half as well. And then I'd probably just give the headhunter an eight because I really think, um, the, the face, you know, eight out of 10, because I think the face paint just needs a little bit of improvement. Now that may just be the one I have. I don't know. You know, I, uh, you know how Kickstarters are. Sometimes you're, you're making mass quantities and it's new. So, uh, they, they may have got that figured out because the one on the website definitely looks better than the one I think I have. So overall, I, I think they're in that, you know, they're between an eight and a nine on the, on the dolly scale. Um, I, I'd love to see more of these. I, I'm tempted to get one of the cats that has a pattern because I think that would be the real chance for the paintwork to shine and the, the detail of the body to shine. Um, but because these are all dark, it's kind of hard to see some of that detail. Um, so I may be unfairly 
ranking these just a little bit lower. I do love them. Um, I want to thank them for, for sending them to us. Uh, like I said, this is something I kind of missed the Kickstarter because I was like eh, on the fence about whether I wanted it or not. And I didn't really want to start another line. Um, but I could definitely see myself ordering some more of these. So go check them out. Like I said, your mileage may vary. If you're into animals or fantasy at all, because these are all fantasy weapons, you got size and bows and axes and swords and, you know, uh, so, so definitely go check them out if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that's probably about it. Um, I will, like I said, get some pictures up on the website when I, uh, when this goes live. So make sure to go over to the Facebook group and check that out. And maybe a YouTube video too. I don't know. Um, if you guys see the pictures, it probably wouldn't be much of a different than the YouTube video anyway. Um, I love talking to you guys. Um, please stop by the group and say hi. Um, if you have questions about these, let me know. And until next time, this is John saying peace out. Now, if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can, of course, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. But also, feel free to drop by our collector community on Facebook, Action Figure Blues. Come and say hello, interact with the like-minded peeps in a safe and friendly environment. Gosh, that almost sounded like a public announcement, didn't it? It really did, yeah. Safe and friendly, (laughs) And coronavirus-free. That's right. If only I had a voice on radio. toilet paper, yeah. but yes people we are at that end of the episode thank you much thank you much thank you very much for joining us and uh we're going to sign off now and we're going to catch you next time and we're not going to catch anything else no (laughs) no just just fun and the waves man see See you guys (laughs) bye good night nerds The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mox Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 